My name is Nathan Bonds, and I'm a small group leader here. Um, I'm uh, a husband going on 23 years. We um, got engaged when we were 10. And, uh, no, I, I, that's illegal. And uh, I'm a father of, of five daughters. Yes, uh, cinco niñas, for those who speak Espanol. And uh, I get a lot of times, uh, what? Five daughters? God bless you. I'm like, yes, he, he has. And then they proceed to ask me, what are their ages? So I'm like, uh, 17, 16, 8, 6, and 5. And then um, that, that always gets them. And then uh, I'm a pastor's son, so yeah, I went through that stage as well. We won't have to go into that. And um, those of you who think I might look familiar, I just want to dispel anything right now. I am not Conor McGregor, all right? <laughs> I'm tired of explaining that. So uh, I don't even have a good Irish accent, okay? So, but I, I get that a lot. And, uh, but most of all, I am one of you. I sit in those seats every week, and uh, I am a satisfied customer. I am not paid by the church. I'm not a pastor here on staff, so I wanted to uh, get that out of the way for everybody. And uh, let's, uh, those of you who are guests here, we want you to sit back, we want you to relax, enjoy the service, but you got to come back next week. Please come back next week. So at this time, we always stand and give God's word um, the respect that it deserves. And we're going to turn to Genesis 12. That's the first book of the Bible, Genesis 12. And we're going to read Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And that is God's word. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you today as we gather together. We know that you are trying to speak through the message today that uh, anything that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we're going to hear your word today. And as we believe and as we receive this word, our lives will be changed in Jesus' name. And before you all get seated, let's do something different today. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's do, I want to do something. We're already doing something different. I'm the one speaking, so that's already different. But you got to give a, get a partner. Everybody get a partner. I need you. Don't move so fast. You got to get a partner. Get one partner. If you don't have a partner, you got to find a partner. Get a partner and face each other. Face your partner. Face your partner. Everybody's got to get a partner. All right. Now observe what you're looking at. Now turn your backs to each other. You got to turn your backs to each other. Change three things about your appearance. Change three things about your appearance. Change three things about your appearance. And do not tell them what you changed. They have to see what you did. Change three things about your appearance. Then when you're done, 
turn around and you guys start guessing what each other did. Turn around and guess what each other did. You guys are doing great. This is excellent. All right, without changing back, without changing back, put your backs to each other and do three more changes. Now remember, you're in church, so keep your clothes on. Do three more changes. Do three more changes. Turn your backs to each other and do three more changes. They could be small, they could be large. Do three more changes. Do not tell them what you changed. And then when you face each other again, they have to guess what you changed. And then let me know what happened. It looks like some of you are listening very well. Some of you are not passing this test at all. This has gone horribly wrong. I think we're gonna have to end the service. No, I'm joking. All right, so did everybody do it? This is good, this is good. Yes, I still see some people explaining. All right, those of you who did not participate, which made me very sad, the second round, those of you did, everyone be seated. And thank you, thank you very much. Everyone can be seated. That was awesome. You guys did great. Give yourselves a hand. So you guys are probably going to think, what is this guy talking about? You all did something that I didn't ask you to do. Every one of you guys and ladies did something I didn't ask you to do. Do you all know what you did before you sat down? You changed back. He changed back, right? What do we have innate in us, all of us? We have a human nature. And when something happens to us or we go through life, we change back, right? So let's, I, uh, it's interesting. I want to talk about the word bless today and the word blessing. So let me read you guys the definition. So bless to make holy, to ask for divine favor for, to wish well, to endow as blessed with eloquence, to make happy. Isn't that a good one? What about to praise, to guard, to preserve? And then if we get into blessing, all I did was we add an ing and it changes even more. Look at this. A benediction, an invoking of divine favor, a wish for prosperity and success, approval, anything that gives happiness. When's the last time someone told you, God bless you? I can answer that question. I just asked you. <laughs> God bless you. I think bless and blessing is much more than God bless you, right? Who in here, you don't have to raise your hands, I'll raise my hand. Who in here 
needs approval today. I need approval. (laughs) Who in here, (laughs) like me, has gone through things that messed you up? (laughs) And you need today, or this week, or this month, you need divine favor. Because you don't know how you're going to get out of this thing, right? And you say, I got it. I got this right. But let's not even talk about money or prosperity. Who in here who's been struggling with some things that they just, they can't beat it? They go right back, right? Oh, going in church, I got I to gotta put the church stuff on, right? Right, no. And we go back, right? We need God's blessing. We all need God's blessing. I don't care if you are in this building today and you still are wondering right now, why the roof hasn't fallen on your head. It won't, I promise. And those who come in here for years, you still need God's blessing. So our first point is, where does the blessing come from? The blessing comes from God. So we're going to read Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then Proverbs 10, when I read this, this got me. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. The last time I checked, this is a paradigm for me. Remember, oh, I got to change back. This, oh, that don't look right. Change that back, right? I got to hustle. I got to hustle for this money, right? But yet the scripture says the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. I, I, that, that messed me up. So this next point is you are, required, you are not required to meet your needs. God wants to do that for you. I just told a group of people in New England that they were not required to meet their needs, that God wants to do that for. Are you joking, Nathan? What are you talking about? So let me show you the scripture that helps me verify that. So the scripture is Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your needs. He's going to supply my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Paul was talking to people at Philippi who were retired Roman guards, right? And those other people were living in a city, in a town, in a province where Rome gave them what they needed. And this Jew in prison is telling them that they don't need the Roman government to give them their needs that God would. What? The biggest government in all of the world that had been known at that time. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar to you guys? Do we have a government? That's a huge government in all the world, right? And you have a guy like me telling you, you're not required to meet your needs. God wants to do that for you. Then you read this next one. 1 Corinthians 8, 6, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all are all things and for whom we exist. And one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things 
and through whom we exist. Everything that ever came from anything. There, we are by Brown, Harvard. Yale's a little down the road. Does anyone in here know of anyone making or manufacturing seeds? They actually make the seed. I didn't say GMO. Oh, GMO. Is anyone making seeds? Because I think God already did that, right? Does, is anyone making soil or anything like that? So God already made everything, and we're just enjoying that. So we have to figure out, okay, so where's the blessing coming from? It comes from God. Who made it? God. And then lastly, I love this verse, Psalms 23 out of the Amplified. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. So the ancient shepherds and farmers were never friends. Farmers planted things, right? The Egyptians, they planted things, and then people would eat those things, and it made them money. But shepherds led sheep primarily and some goats. And what's interesting is when farmers would see shepherds, they immediately would say, I'm watching them. And back in the ancient world, there weren't a lot of fences. There weren't a lot of hedges. So if the sheep went into the fields and did damage, who had to pay the damage? The shepherd did, right? So even back then, we would have times where the ancient shepherd would call these sheep by name. So as he's leading 100 sheep, and they're going down this path, and sheep are dumb. And uh, they look over and say, oh, I see some good-looking grass. He'd say, Nathan, right? He'd say, John, Frank, and the sheep would, oop, yep, I better keep going, right? And, and they're so helpless. And I know that I have a God who knows my name. And I know that the blessing comes from him. And it's interesting that we even have a pastor, and he leads this flock. And then there's a pastoral, right, group of men, Shane, Chris. And then if that's not enough, we have small group leaders, right? So why are we structuring it this way? Because he's shown us that we are all like sheep, right? We flex ourselves and we, oh, right? Every day we got to, oh, I want to act like this. Man, we, 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 we change back, right? We said, oh, I'm going to do this. And then the next day that was, oh, I got to change back, right? So who was this blessing intended to go to? And can I receive it? Are we all in agreement that we need the blessing? You all told me, I need divine favor. I need approval. We need it on a daily basis. We're like sheep. We, we get frustrated. We have a, a world that is so frustrating, and we can't control the weather. It's almost April, and it was snowing on the way here. That's crazy, right? Who all loved that? I didn't love that. I, okay, some of you guys like it. Okay, I want some warmer weather here, right? And so I want to know who was this blessing for? And, and can I receive it? If, if you will all, uh, we know that the blessing was intended for the Israelites and the Jews. 
right? I've read to you in Genesis 12 that he called Abram, right? He blessed Adam. He blessed Noah. He blessed Moses. Then he blessed Abram. And he's like, come on, I want to do this. And then after a while, then um, he, uh, all the Israelites, they were under the, 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 the rule of the Egyptians. And he said to Moses in the burning bush, I've heard my people, and I did bless Abram, Isaac, Jacob. You need to go back and get those people. And uh, so he did that. And so we look through here. Who was this blessing intended to go to, and can I receive it? That's in your notes. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2. It was supposed to go to the Jews and the Israelites. Do you all know who runs New York City? Do you all know who runs LA? Who runs uh, the Middle East? Is Jewish people, right? And so I want a blessing like that, but I don't even look like a Jew, right? Pastor Tim looks more like a Jew, and my last name's Bonds. I don't even sound Jewish, right? So that I'm like, man, I, I kind of want this thing, and, but I don't know how to get it. And so uh, listen to this blessing and see if you would like to have that. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2, and if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. But then follow me to Galatians, Galatians 3, 7 through 9. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are, can you guys say that? (laughs) I'm going to ask you guys to do, that was pretty sad. Okay. Um, So then those who are of faith are along with Abraham, the man of faith. And then I go to Galatians 3, 13 and 14. It says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hanged on a tree. This is Palm Sunday. What do we celebrate next weekend? Someone who died, right? Who hung on a tree so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing, can you guys say that? The blessing, what came on it? The blessing, so that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Who's a Gentile? Anyone who's not a Jew. So that means you, if you're not a Jew. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. So this next point is anyone at any time can receive the blessing through faith. It's mine through faith. Um, we're going to hit Galatians one more time so that I, you guys really get what I'm trying to tell you. Galatians 3, 25 and 29. But now, the fa- now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither This helps me. Neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. 
for you are all, all one in Christ, Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So what's the point of that? The point is that anyone at any time can receive this blessing, any one of us. And we need this blessing. And we know that there's a deficit each and every day that we all go through and through faith that we can receive this. If you guys would go with me on a journey right now and sit quietly, actually you're kind of sitting quietly now, um, or if you would close your eyes or just imagine with me, let's go on a journey. So you all have been wanting to move for 10 years. You've done some applications and had some interviews and the time has come and now you get to move. You get to tell your spouse, we got the job, we get to go. We've been wanting to move for 10 years and you get to go to a place that you've never been before and have a new beginning. Ah, oh, isn't it wonderful? And you load up all your belongings in the Penske and you get ready to go out. Nah. You get on the road and you stop by Starbucks. But since you're in New England, you stop by Dunkin' Donuts. And, and if you're stingy, you stop by Cumberland Farms and you make your own. You guys know what I'm talking about. And so now you get back on the road after your coffee break. And you're like, oh, this is amazing. You have your kids with you. Man, you go to the new job and things are going great. You stay in a hotel for 10 days and the kids are in the pool. Isn't that awesome? There's free breakfast every morning. Oh, that's all. You even get to know the, the, the person's name. Hi, Tanya. Good morning. Yes. And then you finally lock in a house. You have a rental house. And it's twice the size of the house you moved out of. It's beautiful. And you see it. You have your leather furniture in the living room. And there's this beautiful fireplace that burns wood, not gas. And it's not electric, right? Come on. You guys feel me? Oh, man, look at that fireplace. I'm going to burn me some real wood in this thing. And then on either side, there's arched doors. And you walk through one of the arch doors, and there's this beautiful sunroom with a 270-degree view, and it is beautiful. And you say, this is where I'm now. I am now. And then work's going well, and they want you to start getting in new customers, and you get in new customers because of your efforts, and uh, you really like one customer. And uh, you're working well with them. And your birthday comes up. It's, it's in the summertime. And you guys find out a place, and it's called Iggy's. And they got fried fish, and it's a local favorite. And it's by the beach. You guys know where Iggy's is. It's beautiful, right? Oh, it's awesome. And then you go, and you walk up the walkway, and you get some ice cream after your meal. And you hear the ocean as it's whew, and the sun sets, and you're like, this is amazing. 
The next day you go to work and you're working with the customers, and you're working with your people, and uh, your boss comes and says, hey, I need to talk to you, but there was a quality issue, so you wanted to deal with the customer. It takes about five to 10 minutes, and then you come see your boss, and your boss has this horrible look on his face. He looks scared, actually, and you say, boss, did someone get hurt? And he says, no, and just come to the uh, conference room with me. And uh, you go to the conference room, and you see HR, and you see IT, you see these other directors, and they slide papers over in your direction, and they say, your services are no longer needed because we've made a business decision, and you don't know what to do, and you don't want to sign anything, and you leave, and you go, and you talk to your wife, and She's groggy, and she says, I've been praying. And you're like, what have you been praying about? What are you talking about? Things just don't seem right lately. I don't know what's wrong. There's no joy. We're, we've, we seem to be at odds, like the, like the work is getting more of your time than I am. And, but whatever. And then you have to wait after everybody leaves, and you go back to your job, and you start putting your things in those brown cardboard boxes that are so unpersonable. And you go home, and now this is your new life, and it begins this way. How did you guys think about that? Was that fun? Was that good? Was, was that uncomfortable? Well, so that's what happened to me, and five and 10 and 15 months dragged on, and then on to 19 months, and I couldn't buy a job. I had 19 interviews. Uh, there were panel interviews. There were one-on-ones. There were, <laughs> there were, I would stand in the sunroom and stand up tall and smile so that they would hear my tone and think that I was smiling, and then you wait for the call. Those of you who are in between jobs now, right? Or those of you who've on, uh, uh, on your job search, you've like, I wonder if they're gonna call today. They said they were gonna call, right? HR's gonna call, right? And then you get a call back. Yeah, I don't think you're what we're looking for. Or yeah, no, that's not gonna work out. Or this is the best one, silence. Have you all been there before? Job changes. It can be crazy. We need this blessing. We need God's blessing. We could talk about prosperity. We could talk about financial. We could talk about relationships, drug addiction. We need God's help. And so the third point is the blessing compels you to do something with it. What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do right now? when I want to change back, when I can't go back to that job. I, I can't do the things that I want to do. I just want to go back to the times where I didn't have children. Have you guys thought that before? I just want to go back to the time where I didn't try that drug. Man, but I can't. And I need divine favor. Galatians 5.1 says, 
for freedom. Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not uh, submit again to a yoke of slavery. Like the change exercise that you all did. Some of you didn't even want to do the change exercise. And I get it. I don't want to do it either. But we all have to change. And some of us at the beginning, when we do the changes, they're funny, right? You're like, can, can you believe this is happening? Like when I, was, when I was at home, I was like, I actually get to spend time with, with my wife and my kids. Like, this is awesome. And then after five months and the bills aren't paid, it's not so awesome. Now I've got time with my children and my wife, but I don't have money to get across town. I don't even know how I'm going to pay to get to that next interview, right? And so we go back, and he's saying through Christ, we don't have to get caught back in that slavery, right? We don't have to get caught back in that old paradigm where, oh, I got to change. So what do we do with it? So Galatians 4, or Genesis 14, 17 through 20, after his return from the defeat of Chador Laomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shava. That is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he, can you guys help me? Blessed him. And he said, blessed be Abram, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. So what happened at this point? Lot was his nephew. He loved Lot. There were kings that were ravaging the area. They took Lot. They took women. They took children. And they took loot. Right? And Abram, God said he was going to bless him. He blessed him. He had 300 servants. Right? At night. They went and they invaded, and he got his nephew back. He got his nephew back and all of the plunder. They, they took care of those kings. And as soon as he gets back from this victory, guess what happened? Two kings. Two kings. What happens when you guys get a paycheck? You tithe, right? What happens? Abram had to make a decision. Hmm. Sodom came first. It said right here. After his return, the king of Sodom went out to meet him and Melchizedek, right? So you have someone coming out. What are you going to do, right? He says, what are you going to do? And then this other king, he's walking out with bread and wine. Abram's like, what? What's going on here? Right? And he says, the God of Abraham, he blesses you. And Abram says, everything I just fought for, everything I just received, I'm giving it back to you because I know that you gave me the victory. Right? Do we need victories in our lives? We need victory. Do you need a victory in your life today? I need a victory. We need the blessing. We need this blessing to work, and we need it more than when we sneeze. We need the blessing of God in our lives, and it compels us to do something. 
So Abram had a choice, and each week, you all have a choice. You have a choice to say, when I look at this money, am I going to do the right thing with it? Have I made an idol of this? And I will say one thing that showed me through the times that I went through was that anything that is taken away from me and it hurts like no tomorrow. That's an indication that I've put it up as an idol. Have you guys put up any things, any relationships, any paychecks, any promotions? Is there anything, any of your children, even moving, is that something that you've been battling with and is that an idol? So the blessing brings blessings so that through blessings, we bless others. I didn't tell you all that once I lost my job that I was $22,000 in consumer debt and $44,000 in a home uh, mortgage and our house didn't sell for months. And as I was learning how this blessing worked and I would pray and I would tithe and he would show me these things. And so now that the blessing was working in my life, I was seeing traction. So I was four months behind on my rent and it would be paid. And I'm like, man, is this working? And then I would get an interview and it, it seemed like it would go well and it seemed like these things were changing in my, on my behalf. But the main thing was that I started giving my life over to him and letting him take away the idols that I had put up against him. And my eyes were opened that no matter what I received, something that would come in a birthday money, I'd say, I got to give that. We'd sell stuff on Craigslist and from the proceeds, I would tithe off that. Anything that someone would give us a gift, I would literally be like three bucks. I'm like, God, you said that this blessing comes to me, and I believe you, and I'm going to trust you with that, and I know you're going to help me, and he helped me. And so I want to read you this verse in Malachi 3, 10, and 11, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil and your vine in the field shall not fail to bear, says the Lord of hosts. Then all nations will call you blessed for you will be a land of delight, says the Lord. I wanna let you know that right now through that time, I have a job that I get to go all over Rhode Island and help other companies. And I teach them and I train them about lean. And God gave me that job. And I am completely out of debt. My house sold. Oh, man. But that's not even the best part. <laughs> the best part was once those eyes were open, when we got the money, 
God started giving us and showing us there were, there were so many needs. Someone would say, I'm behind on my rent. And I would say, been there, done that. How much do you owe? <laughs> Take it. Um, there were other people who needed help with their heating and air. And we said, what do you owe? <laughs> we got it. And since that time, it's been one year, we've sown $20,000 back into the kingdom. 20,000, it's not me. And I am telling you guys that you need the blessing of God on your life. He's got work to do. He has people at work that you work with, they need the blessing. There's people right now sitting in here you need God's blessing, and you can get it through faith. And I'm telling you, there's nothing like the blessing of God because he won't just help you pay your bills. He'll help you with your relationships. He'll help you with your, with your addictions. And I want to finish with this story. It's called the Stanley Covenant. There was a missionary who was a missionary to Africa, and uh, he had stomach issues, and this was in the 1800s. And he all, all he had was a little white goat. And uh, he would get the milk from the goat, goat, and it would make him feel better. And he would pray and pray and pray to God, and these people just, they wouldn't take the, the message. They were like, we don't want to hear your message. In fact, if you come to this village again, we're going to kill you. But he had, he felt the calling of God. I've got to preach the gospel in Africa and he meets a chief one day. And the chief says, I want your white goat. You want my white goat. I need that goat because my stomach has hurt and I take that milk. Nope, I want your white goat. But you know what? I want to make a covenant with you. I'll give you my spear and you can have my goat. And we'll cut our wrist here and we'll let our wrist bleed together, right? Because the Greek word for covenant, sotero, means to cut and to shed blood. And so they did that. And would you know that as Stanley started walking through Africa, the villages that said they were going to kill him said, the spear. We know who that's from. Whatever he has, you can tell us anything you want because we respect the person with that spear, right? And any good thing that that chief had, Stanley could get now. And any good thing that the, that the uh, missionary could have, God's word, the gospel, the chief got. Any bad that would happen to Stanley, the chief made sure you won't do that again. Any bad that would try to come upon these satanic influences over the chief, Stanley would pray over that chief and things would change in his village. And I say that right now because someone was cut for us. Someone shed his blood for you and everything that he has is available to you. And all you have to do is receive it by faith. 